Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everybody in this nation should be angered by this situation. It's it's something that's happening not just to Victoria, but to other like children that have been lost or elderly that have been lost, where where the victims are the ones that are actually paying for it. That is the voice of Rodney Stafford. He, of course, was uh, is Tory Stafford's father, and of course, he learned the news that her killer had been moved to a much lesser security, minimum security facility. And of course, since he has spoken out, the whole nation is listening to what he says, and they are outraged, rightfully so. But uh, news that Stafford's killer had been living at the Nakanit Territory for the last nine months came as a complete surprise to the Cree Nation in Saskatchewan. In fact, they sent out a statement today saying that they had no say at all. They were not notified. And so like a lot of you like myself, they are angered to learn that this child killer was living at this low-level security healing center that is totally open concept. There's not even a fence around the property. Okay, like, it's a ve- if you've seen pictures of this, but it's a very beautiful, beautiful place. Scenic. You know, you can go anywhere. It's not such a bad place if you're going to be in a bad place. But the backlash to this Killer being moved from maximum security it really has outraged you. And the issue, of course, dominating question period today, many rightfully asking, how did this happen? No one knows. Certainly, our politicians don't know. They can't figure it out for themselves. And the facility is open to all offenders as long as they embrace core values and teachings. To my knowledge, McClintock is not native. She might be, but to my knowledge, I have never heard... And I cannot find that she is native, but it would be up to corrections to decide. And of course, they're not talking because they hide behind privacy laws. So we have no idea why this killer qualified for an obvious upgrade. Did she request it? Either way, it came as news to everyone, including the elders who feel they should have had a say. Who had a say up until six years ago before government cuts. And it'd be interesting to see whether or not she'd be there today. Had they spoken? Our first guest is the Nekanit First Nations Band Council Chief, Alvin Francis. He joins me now. Chief Francis, you know, on first blush, what, what was your reaction when you heard Terry Lynn McClintock was in this particular um, Native center? Um, actually, I was quite shocked. Why wouldn't you have been notified? Why wouldn't First Nations Group be notified of this? Uh, because Corrections Canada has a uh, full right to that facility. And we, uh, at one time, we actually had our elders participate in the interview process of an inmate coming to Ogamawuchi Healing Lodge. Mm-hmm. But that was cut off a few, a number of years back. And ever since then, we, uh, they basically told us that the funding had been cut off. So maybe there could have been a different result in uh, Ms. McClintock coming to Ogamawuchi Healing Lodge had that interview had our elders been still participating in the interview process 
she wouldn't have been there. Well, we don't know for sure. You right. know, maybe maybe she would have been denied to come to Ogamauchi Healing Lodge because, see, at, at that time when they were involved in the interview process, they had a say right. on whether or not they actually came to the healing lodge. Right. But in your mind, if we're setting up facilities that are for Indigenous groups, for people in Indigenous communities to go through rehabilitation, should it not then just be for those who are in the Indigenous community? I mean, is this some kind of loophole that Miss McClintock is using maybe to, uh, you know, take advantage and get an easier time? I do believe so. So you believe that she's using this to her advantage? Exactly. Because that's more offensive. Um, it just adds to the offense on top. I mean, yeah. and, and would the elders, if they had a say, would they have been able to determine if she truly wanted to be a part of this process? I do believe so. Because uh, our elders at the time when these interview processes were, were carried on, they, they did say no to people that actually were coming to our facility in, on Nizani. They, they had a real say on who came and who didn't come there because they would actually have to be, their crimes would actually have to be presented to them and say, hey, this, uh, I'm saying no to this. Our elders probably would have said that at that time. But the thing with us, though, in our culture, we are very loving and caring. And we, we don't, we always take our elders' advice on who, who, what the advice of the elders about being a good human being. Because mm-hmm. we, we all, we've, we've been a, we're very forgiving in our ways. Because of what, in our, let's just say Canadian society, in our history, what has happened to First Nations people, we've learned to be the most loving and caring and forgiving people in Canada. We have, because we've had to learn that. And we have to believe that people will change for the best. We believe that. And this is one of our teachings, is to always forgive. We never forget, right? Mm -hmm. But we've learned to forgive we really have, and that's that's one of our teachings that are given to us as young people to always carry these with us in where we have to, we're not too judgmental on what goes on because today's society, sometimes we get too judgmental mm-hmm. and we we have to forgive. You we, know? we do, but you also have to earn the forgiveness. And, and I exactly. think when it comes to Terry Lynn McClintock, and I don't know how the elders would have felt about her, this yeah. is a woman, and I will not give the details. I know what happened to, to Tori Stafford, but yeah. this is a woman um, who bludgeoned a child to death um, yeah. and, and some. Would the elders have been able, after six years incarceration, after she beat up a fellow inmate after the fact, would they have felt that she deserved that forgiveness? I can't imagine. Uh, I don't think they would have. Because really, you know, because when you bring somebody like that onto a facility like ours, I, I don't believe they would have said yes. Because like I said, they would have had to actually know what this crime was. And I, I don't believe they would have. Because they they would have been thinking of our people too at home. Mm-hmm. The what ifs. Right. Because th- those what ifs are always there. You know? And we, we, I do believe that sometimes our elders can be a they can judge a person who they are today and I, I myself and I'm this is just hypothetical I don't think they would have let her into Ogamauchi healing lodge 
So what has the, you know, the reaction? There are women obviously incarcerated there. Um, did they know what she had done? They must have known. And, you know, were, were there anger? I mean, did they say anything? No, I don't. I, because she, uh, she I, I do believe, because we've actually had a couple of ceremonies this, this, uh, this year here. And we had a horse dance and a ghost dance, they call it. And all the women participated in these two ceremonies. There was not one woman, I don't believe there was one woman left on the lodge because they actually come and participated at, at these two ceremonies, which was sponsored by the Healing Lodge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you get a man like, you know, Rodney Stafford, who is just fighting uh, to get through each day, mourning the loss of his child and really just asking for the bare minimum, that the person, one of them, at least two of these people, pay the price and stay in jail. So it's been very difficult, and I, I think I'm being polite when I say difficult, to, to hear that a woman, um, this woman has now gone into this particular facility, which seems to offer a lot, much better than maximum security. It doesn't even have a fence around the perimeter. That's right, yeah. That's a lot of freedom to give to a, a, a woman who killed a child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, my heart goes out to the Stafford family. It really does because it is it is a heinous crime. It really is, you know. But like I said, whether or not our elders had they been in this program and been continued for them to, you know, to to basically judge her, mm-hmm. you know, I I really couldn't tell you hype whether or not they would have let her come in, but. I, my personal feeling is that they probably would have not have done it. And they you and you and your feelings, would you have suggested no? That would have been my feelings, but I'm not an elder, right? You know, I'm, I'm still. I basically consider myself a young person who who has enjoyed the real world and has made the best of best what was available available to me in the real world, and <clears throat> knowing myself. I probably would have said no to her because that name, when it first came up, it didn't dawn on me first. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I thought about it for a while, I thought, oh, my goodness. Just the memory started coming up. And I thought my personal opinion is I, I probably wouldn't have let her come to Liganit. Well, no. I mean, given there are children in that facility with their parent, um, you know, having someone who killed a child, to me, would be just a no-brainer of saying no. So what happens from here? Because clearly, Chief, you felt that you had to get a statement out. It's been a big uh, conversation across the country today. Um, So where do we go from here? What are you asking the government for? I hope they reinstate the elders program and participating in the interview process. And do you think it's necessary to close the loophole? Should this only, then, these facilities be for uh, Indigenous communities, those in the Indigenous community? Yes, theoretically, that would be the perfect world. But we cannot say no to society wanting to come and change their lives at our facility. I can't say no to them because if they want to change for the better, Niga needs the... the Ogamawuchi Healing Lodge is the place for them. Right. If they want to change their lives, it really is because it, they they have the facility there that actually, <clears throat> they have the employees and the elders there, and they come from across Canada, and I think they they would make the best attempt to really rehabilitate her and to see that she could be and can be a better person. But, 
this is a woman who has been described by those who know her, and uh, we learned through the, the trials, is that she's very manipulative. And so my first reaction would be that she is doing this so that, you know, it's just, it's much nicer than, than being in a maximum pen. Definitely. No, it is. It's a real, it's a, the freedoms there that are given, uh, <laughs> it's not even compared to a job, uh, to a jail. So when, when people describe it kind of like a, a country club, is that kind of like what it is? No, I couldn't say that. Not, no, not, not necessarily that, but it's a nice place. It, it is. It's a beautiful place. Well, where do you think the conversation goes from here? Well, let's hope that Ralph Goodell has thoughts of actually reviewing this case mm-hmm. for the benefits of Canadian society. Yeah. Let's see if that brings a change. Chief Francis, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Okay, thank you. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.